Welcome back to Never Alone. This week, we are covering the most requested and one of the hardest topics for us to talk about, but how to support someone going through infertility. Um, So we are going to break it down. It's a tricky topic. It is really tricky because (laughs) I feel like a lot of people have their specific ways of going about it and their specific wants and needs. And so it really is a tricky topic to talk about. Yeah. Like Madison said, everybody has personal preferences about how they want to be supported um, and everyone has different opinions. But, um, you know, we are just kind of gathering from both our Instagram community and our friends who have been through infertility what, you know, would be most helpful to them. Yeah. And, you know, like Morgan said, this was our most requested topic Mm -hmm. through Instagram and through friends. So we have had this come at us in all different directions. And on both sides. Yes. So those going through it and friends, I mean, friends want to, friends and family, they want to know how to better support. So if that's you, thanks for listening and um, educating yourself on how to support, you know, someone in your life who's going through this. Yeah. And we also want to let you know that nobody is going to do this perfect. Yeah. Um, So don't expect to have all of the answers or all the how-tos. You know, you're going to not do it great at times, and then other times you're going to do it fantastic. Yeah. I think even I, both of us probably say the wrong thing sometimes. Oh, yeah. To friends going through it. Yeah. You know, so just even, even though we've been in those shoes, I think it's still, you know, not perfect every time. Yeah. So we did poll our Instagram community. We got a lot of feedback from Instagram, but I would say the most, the two most common um, responses was to just listen and to keep checking in. So we'll kind of break those down for you. But the just listen was um, overwhelming in the response. Pretty much everybody responded by saying, we just want our friends to listen. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't always want an advice. We don't always want an opinion. We don't always want a, you know, suggestion. a tip or a suggestion. You know, we really just sometimes want our friends to sit with us and be with us and really listen to how we're struggling. Yeah. I mean, I have to remind my husband this sometimes too. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm not looking for a solution. I just want to tell you that, you know, it's weighing on me today yeah. or what have you. Yeah. And then the second one was keep checking in. And I will say this one is a little controversial Mm -hmm. because checking in can look, you know, different. Mm -hmm. And Morgan and I would both say that checking in means to really just let your friend know that you're there for them. Mm -hmm. You know that they're hurting. You know that they're going through this journey. You know that they're struggling. And, you know, you're, you haven't forgotten about them. Mm-hmm. So it's more, we say checking in, it's more so letting your friend know that you have not forgotten that they are on this journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think <clears throat> we would agree that it's more just like not assuming that they're fine. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a long journey. Um, so just those messages that are like, I'm thinking about you. How are you feeling? Things like that. Um, and now this is where it may be. I guess, different for different people, but just not expecting all the details and not, not necessarily needing all of the updates. So checking in on their emotions rather than outcomes to 
appointments or procedures or, um, you know, things like that, which I know might sound kind of crazy, but it's really, it really is just so personal. Yeah. And, you know, we would say that that friend, they Mm -hmm. might share more details if they Mm -hmm. want to, Mm -hmm. but maybe don't expect them to give all of the details. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I know that's complicated (laughs) and all of these um, kind of have caveats, but we'll move into some of the other topics that um, we think would be helpful. So the first outside of listening and checking in would be validating validating your friend's feelings. So again, kind of like asking open-ended questions. How can I best support you? What can I do for you during this time? Um, and the answer honestly may be nothing. Mm-hmm. It may be just like thinking about the person. Um, but really just you know, not making light of the situation. I think it's so natural for us um, to say things like, you know, everything's going to work out or it's all going to be okay. And, you know, that those things are true, but there also is no guarantees with infertility. And I think that's just not necessarily what somebody going through it needs to hear, what what they would want to hear um, from, from our experience is just, you know, things like, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I know I don't understand. Um, you're already a great mom for making so many sacrifices. You're handling it so well. Um, things like that versus saying things like, you know, it'll happen. Don't worry. Relax. <laughs> um, it's so exciting. Things like that. And, you know, there are aspects of this journey that are exciting. Yeah. Um, but it's not exciting in the same way as just like being pregnant naturally would be. And I think that's, you know. Yeah. And I think we talked about this in a previous episode of, you know, at the beginning, there are some appointments that are exciting or there's some, you know, news that you might find out or tests that you find out that are exciting. Mm -hmm. But like you said, it's exciting in a different way. Yes. So like when you put your positive spin Mm -hmm. on infertility and our journey, it almost feels like you're minimizing the process. Yeah, exactly. Right, which is tricky because th- sometimes you do want to share great news and you want people to be excited. But yeah, there's this fine line of not dismissing um, yeah. as well. So yeah. that's um, some tidbits on feelings. Yes. And then the next uh, topic we would want to discuss would be we've kind of named this ask, don't ask, (laughs) which is kind of confusing. But, you know, with infertility, a lot of people feel like they need to ask all these questions Mm -hmm. and need to get all of the information down Mm -hmm. because a lot of it they don't know. Right. And, you know, we're not judging you for not knowing. We're not expecting you to know everything. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we don't want to tell you every single detail and how every single procedure works. Mm And on that topic, this is something I kind of forgot about until we got talking. But I think it's asking and not asking specific things around fertility, but also around trying to conceive on your own. Mm -hmm. So I've actually had several friends ask me like how ovulation tests work and Again, we don't expect you to know everything, but but that's not how we got pregnant. <laughs> like, <laughs> so yes, unfortunately, I know a lot about this topic, um, 
but I'm just, I'm not the friend to teach you how to yeah. do those tests. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's, um, I think that's tough and maybe a shock to some people, but yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe people are assuming that we do have all the answers sure. and we know everything about getting pregnant. Right. And so they feel like they can ask us. I think that is no, I honestly think that's what it is. But yeah. um yeah, I not to get off topic, but um kind of what Madison was saying was like just around not necessarily wanting to share all the details. Um they may want to share with you, but but not like crying necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. We would just say this kind of goes back to what we said previously about, you know, just ask them ways you can be there for them. Ask them if they want to go for a walk. Ask them if they want to go for a dinner. Um, Tell them you are thinking about them and praying for them. You know, it's more so just being there for them instead of asking, so when's your next appointment Mm -hmm. or when's your next procedure? Or have you got your results back? Right. You know, those are all questions that are very invasive feeling Mm -hmm. and almost um it's it almost just puts more pressure on us it makes us feel more anxious Mm -hmm. and so we would just say maybe not ask the detailed questions yeah and i'm even thinking back to specific procedures for example um where you know it's it's like your friend is just trying to educate themselves they want to know and they don't know so it's it's hard to be like don't ask me what this means, but I remember there was a surgery that I had to have and and I had shared a lot. So people were like, oh, like, what does that, what does that mean? And like, what is that for? And what are they going to do? And I'm like, I actually don't know all of that. And now that you're asking me, like, now I'm nervous, yeah. you know? So <clears throat> yeah, all that to say that like, we're trusting our doctors too. And we actually don't have all the answers always in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing would be don't ask what their issue is mm-hmm. or what their diagnosis is or why they're doing IVF um, because that's kind of hurtful mm-hmm. and personal. Mm-hmm. And so – and honestly, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. It doesn't really matter why they're doing it. We wouldn't be doing this for fun. We're not choosing to do this. <laughs> so um, – I would say it's a little insensitive to ask, you know, like, well, what's your problem? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing IVF? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And and it's tough because we just almost know too much. So, like, you may have one of the issues that we have and you just don't know. And because your partner is good, like, you don't even know that you've ever had an issue. We yeah. almost know so much that, yeah, you kind of carry it around with you like baggage. and And we feel – or at least I feel like a bit of, I don't know what the right word is, but it's just personal. Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of like sharing like a secret, if you will, that, you know, is between you and your husband really. Yeah, totally. And then, you know, probably the last thing we would say not to ask is um, how many embryos you have or how many embryos you have left um, because this is a very heavy Mm -hmm. question, you know, Mm -hmm. to us, an embryo is a child. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you just throw around, well, how many embryos do you have? Mm -hmm. It just feels like you're really minimizing our journey, our children, Mm -hmm. our experience, the weight of the embryos. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a heavy, it's a really heavy question. Yeah. It's not as exciting as like, how many kids are you going to have? Yeah. Um, Which is what we were kind of talking about 
it's just, there's a lot of outcomes that you kind of have to process. Um, and it's just not as, yeah, like exciting as being, being like, oh, we're going to have three kids. Right. You know? Yeah. And you know, when somebody asks how many eggs you got from an egg retrieval, that is a little different. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's different than an embryo. So you might be asking how many embryos you have with the mindset of it being equivalent to how many eggs you have. And we are here to tell you that it's actually not the same thing. Right. That the embryo is the fertilized, what they call blastocyst that actually creates a baby. So an egg is its own thing just kind of by itself. So yeah, that is still potentially personal to somebody, but, but not necessarily not a child. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you also have to remember, you know, some of these topics and questions Mm -hmm. that couple might still be wrestling with that couple still might be discussing, Mm -hmm. you know, when we're going to use our embryo, if we're going to use our embryo, how many, you know? And so for you to ask that, it kind of feels like you're weighing in on a topic that you and your husband haven't even fully decided on. That's a really good point and very true. And, you know, the best analogy I could think of was some friends might know your salary, but I would say the majority of people do not know your salary, nor do they ask how much you make. It's just not one of the first questions you ask a person is, oh, how much are you making? Or what's your salary? You know, it just seems a little too personal to ask uh, in just a conversation. And so that's kind of what we would equate it to is... um we would equate it to if it's a really close friend and y'all been talking about it for a while, yes, you might share or they might ask how many embryos you have, but on just a normal conversation and it's kind of casual, it's not really appropriate. We would say just like asking how much somebody is making is not really appropriate. And, you know, you'll get a, a generic sense of somebody's salary or, a range, but it's unlikely that somebody will tell you the exact dollar amount. So that's a kind of an analogy we would equate it to. Um, so we would just say maybe uh, not ask the embryo question at the beginning or really unless you feel like they are willing to offer up that information. So that's a good point. And one of the other topics we wanted to discuss was just not minimizing the condition, um, which we kind of talked about a little bit already, but things like, you know, it'll happen, um, you know, just relax, things like that. But also when you do have children saying things like, you know, are you sure you want kids? I remember getting that one so much, like being around friends, kids who are being crazy. It's Mm -hmm. like, Yes, I'm so sure that I'm actually spending so much money and putting myself through like something really difficult. Um, and you know, I know they're just trying to make light of the situation. Yeah. But it can be hurtful. Yeah. Um, it can be really hurtful. And I remember times, you know, we'd be on vacation and we'd get the comments of, oh, it's so nice. You get to go home and order dinner mm-hmm. and like lounge on the couch where we have to go home and still deal with our children right. and do laundry and cook a dinner. And mm-hmm. it's like, that's hurtful. Right. I would love to do right. that, you know, mm-hmm. and we don't get to because right. we don't have children. Exactly. Um, or things like getting to sleep in, you know, that was one we got a lot too. And yes. it's like, yes, do do I 
love to sleep in. Absolutely. But I would give that up in a, in a heartbeat to be able to be a mom. Um, and I think it's just this natural way that people try to help, right? It's yeah. like they're trying to lighten something that's really heavy. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> we're not we're not saying anything negative about that, just saying that it's it's not the most helpful um, yeah. to be overly positive. And it's 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 easier to just kind of make those comments and be positive versus like really sitting there and acknowledging the uncertainty and um you know saying things like I know it's hard or yeah um yeah things like that and I I do think that sometimes people just don't really want to go there and they don't want to think about what's hard mm-hmm. um. Or it's just familiar, right? Like it's yeah. just familiar to kind of deal with situations in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not saying that you need to be a Debbie Downer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you don't need to be depressing and right. wallow with them. But um, the overly positive, I think, yes. is where we're kind of saying maybe step back a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Good clarification. Um, so the next one would be to not compare. And this one is hard because I feel like in our world, it's natural to compare. Mm -hmm. There's comparisons of things. We're very aware that our world compares. So when we say don't compare, we're pretty much just saying, you know, avoid statements like, well, I know a friend who this happened to them Mm -hmm. or, you know, why don't you just relax? You know, the the comments that you hear of them trying to make light of it, um, like we've mentioned before, or, you know, we've actually heard people say, why don't you just adopt? You know, I've had a friend who once they went down the adoption route, they ended up getting pregnant when they were like signing the papers. And we know those stories happen. We're not saying that they don't happen. It's just when somebody is in, the middle of their journey and they're really struggling, those comments aren't really helpful. Exactly. And I think what you said about um, like, have you tried that the suggestions and the <laughs> tips I think can be really triggering. Mm-hmm. Um, like here's this fertility diet. Have you tried this? Um have you tried this doctor? Like, right. have you tried yoga? Like things like that, where it's like, not only have you probably tried that, but, and I'm totally guilty of this. Like I would definitely classify myself as a fixer. So mm-hmm. I think it's normal for you to want to help your friend or family member and think of ways to help them. But, um, just knowing that that's not super helpful. Yeah. Or, you know, the, have you tried this? My friend who went through IVF had success in this way. Mm -hmm. And you sit there and you're kind of like, so are you telling me that my doctor is not helping me? Right. That's kind of what it feels like. You know, it feels like you haven't done all you need to do. And like, I know y'all aren't meaning anything by it, but that's how it feels when you say that to us. Definitely. And I think the, like the knowing a friend who, you know, they said they would never be able to have kids and now they do like, I understand why that seems like it could be helpful because one, it's human nature to want to like relate to other people's stories. So you, sure. you, you're like, oh, okay, like I remember this, this happened to so and so. And you want to give hope mm-hmm. and you want to encourage. The thing about infertility though, it's not like another illness that's 
not that not saying that other illnesses are straightforward, but there is just so many things that have to go right to create another human being. Mm-hmm. It's <clears throat> it's just a lot more complicated than you literally cannot compare a single person's journey because they're two unique people and both of their everything has to come together to, to work. Yeah. Um, so I think when you like take a step back and kind of view it from that way, it might be it might like reframe your perspective and as to why we're saying it doesn't make sense to compare, even though that might be like a reaction to try to encourage. Right. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, we kind of talked about just not making suggestions and trying to fix um and things like that, but it kind of again just comes down to like not wanting to hear it. So yes, everyone does struggle and everyone is going to struggle in their life. But when you hear that, when you're struggling, like that's just not, that's just not helpful either. No, Um, it's definitely not. Yeah. So kind of just like bringing it back to um, being, you know, being sensitive and being aware, I guess it's, we're not saying to tiptoe around your friends. Absolutely not. But just kind of looking at it through the lens of, what it is, which is like creating another life. Um, it's just not something that you can go about so lightly. And I think that's what we're used to handling it in the same way that we handle other, or, you know, folks might be used to handling it in the way that they would encourage something different. Right. If that makes sense. No, it totally makes sense. And, you know, I would also add that when somebody shares their journey and, you are a friend supporting them. Maybe you could say something like, I don't know much about this topic. Mm-hmm. I've had, you know, three friends go through IVF. You know, that's all I know. Mm-hmm. Pause there. And, you know, if they want to know more, they will say, oh, well, tell me about their journeys. Like, what did they do? Yeah. Or give them the opportunity to ask mm-hmm. if they want to ask. Mm-hmm. And then you can say, well, this friend did this. But, just maybe don't jump immediately into, well, this is my friend, what she did through IBS. That's IVF. a really good point. You I know? think that's great because I think if it was me, I would want to know. Yeah. But I think giving the person the opportunity to, to ask to versus ask, yeah. just diving right in. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Um, and just kind of being being sensitive and being aware, especially if you are pregnant or have kids. And, and we – think that sharing your pregnancy is a whole other topic that we um, plan to create an episode around that. But just being sensitive, I guess, would be the biggest thing Um, and being inclusive. So being sensitive doesn't mean not inviting someone to a baby shower. Um, It means knowing that they may say no, but -hmm. including them anyway and let them be the one to say no. Um, and it would it will be super hard for that person to say no because they want to be there. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Um, I know that's really complicated and hard to probably process if you haven't been through infertility. But yeah, well, we, we're really just saying don't try to, you know, protect mm-hmm. their feelings. Right. You know, still include, still invite. Um let them know that they're always welcome and give them the opportunity to say, you know, like just today I'm not feeling it. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Or if they do come and they have to leave, that's okay too. Right. But they still want to feel included on everything. Baby showers, birthday parties, like kids' birthday parties, um, 
kind of on that topic of being sensitive of like, if you are pregnant, not complaining. And I remember, I'll never forget, I was getting my hair done, like haircut, and this woman was getting her hair washed next to me. And she was telling her hair girl that she was pregnant with their third. And she was just complaining, complaining about her melasma, complaining about how her hair was going to fall out and like all these really superficial things. And I was like, I would give anything to have melasma, which I do now, but you know, things like that, that it's just, she didn't know my story, but, but still, it's just so hurtful when you're like, Oh, I'm exhausted. Like I'm so tired. Like it's okay to be tired. And maybe just vent to your other friends who aren't in the thick of this. Yeah. And, you know, Morgan and I would say now both having children mm-hmm. on earth with us that we complain. Yeah. You know, there's yes. a lot of hard days yes. and there's a lot of things that are not fun. And mm-hmm. so we complain. We're just saying be a little more sensitive to the ones who are going through infertility mm-hmm. and maybe hold your complaints, like you said, to your husband or yeah. a different friend. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a topic around all of this is like just knowing your audience, right? So you are so entitled to feel tired. You are so entitled to be miserable, honestly. Like there's a lot of aspects of being a mom or being pregnant that are really hard um, and we're not trying to minimize those. It's, yeah. it's just like those things or if you're trying to conceive, mm-hmm. um, kind of just seeking an alternate person would be our recommendation. Yeah. And, you know, we also want to add, this might not be the case for everyone going through infertility, but we would say probably the majority of people struggle with pregnancy and not Mm -hmm. as much children. Mm -hmm. So there's something about a pregnant woman that is really hard Mm -hmm. and it's emotional, it's triggering, it's it's just more challenging than seeing somebody with a child. Yeah. Because in our eyes, if we don't have a child yet, we are just striving to become pregnant. Mm -hmm. That's the goal. We Mm -hmm. just want to be pregnant. You know, of course we want a child living on this earth, Mm -hmm. but we haven't even got to the next step of being pregnant. So the trigger is the pregnancy. Yeah. And I don't know why that is. I've asked other friends who... I've asked friends and their husbands. And so for women, it's pregnancy. And for men, it's newborn. I think just because their body doesn't go through that change. And then they have to like see it to believe it type thing. Um, So that's a really great point. And it's even, I mean, it's even hard for me, like pregnancy announcements. And I have been pregnant. So just to say that, like, I don't know, it's just like a triggering. Yeah. It's just a triggering topic, which is why it deserves its whole own episode. But all that to say that, like, we don't want to, we don't want anyone who's pregnant, who's our friend, to not feel like they can't be excited or like have to hide that from us. Right. Um, it's more just around like the complaints, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not, we're not saying don't ever talk about your yes. children. Yeah. Or don't <laughs> Absolutely ever, not. Don't ever talk about your pregnancy. It's really just the, you know, the complaints. Yeah. And just being mindful overall. I think um, that's really all we're asking. So just to kind of recap, um, the biggest thing would be checking in. Checking in in a light way of just like, I'm thinking about you. How are you? How, you know, how can I be there for you? Things like that. Um, Listening. 
validating their feelings. So just like acknowledging, you know, that things are hard and not minimizing the hard, not trying to like put this positive spin on it or compare to someone else's journey or to compare to something that you've been through. Um, and just knowing that like no one is going to do it perfectly. And these are all just like tips. We don't want you to feel like you have to tiptoe around your friend now moving forward. It's more just, um, it's hard for us actually to even say these things to our friends and family. Like for example, I'm being, I was very open our first round of IVF and I've just learned that for me, I feel more pressure by sharing a lot of specifics. Like I want, I want people supporting me. Absolutely. But I already put enough pressure on myself. Yeah. And so I think it's just like knowing how, if you're going through infertility, like knowing how you like to be supported Mm -hmm. and and sharing that with your people. Like, I mean, I've told my friends, I'm sh- I'm going to be sharing less this time. Yeah. And it's I'm, uncomfortable it's, for it's us. It's really uncomfortable. Like, yeah. it's really hard because I know that they have the best intentions and they just want to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're really just saying, you know, we need to be supported more emotionally mm-hmm. instead of factual. That's really and very true. It's hard with this journey because there are a lot of facts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of tests. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of results. There's a lot of procedures. There's a lot of medications. Like there's a lot of factual things that go into the process. But for us in the time, we don't want to be asked that. No. We want you to we want to know that you're there for us emotionally. And physically there, you're around to be with us, yes. you know, but it's the, I think we're asking for the emotional support. Yes. I think you said that so well. And also it feels like everybody else's world is still moving at a very pa- fast pace and our world has kind of stood still for a while. And so another aspect of checking in would probably be just remembering that, you know, we're still going through this and it could be year two, it could be year five or even year 10 of in and out of infertility treatments. And so it's kind of just like, hey, don't forget that we're still in this hard time. Exactly. it. And I think sometimes the best thing a friend can do is is distract you. Mm -hmm. Um, So like telling us silly stories or going for a walk, going to dinner, all those things that we talked about before, like those are sometimes the best, just getting our mind off it. It's on our mind 24 seven. Yeah. Um, so feeling like we're getting quizzed on it outside of our own thoughts, like you said, it's just honestly like having that emotional support. Yeah. So anyways, I know that was a lot. Um, and we really appreciate you listening. If you are someone who is, just listening to support a friend or family member going through infertility or you're already a wonderful friend or family member just for listening. Um, And I'm sure you're doing a great job. So we really appreciate you tuning in. And um, if you have specific questions, definitely feel free to reach out to us uh, at our Instagram. We'd love to help you be there for your people.